Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 40. Basically, the oh crap, we're at episode 40 episode of the usual podcast. I know, right? The podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. And holy crap, my friend, we are at episode 40. Holy crap, we're at 40. This is my co-host Will. I'm Marshall, of course. And we're enjoying our usual frosty beverages, super amped, that we're at episode 40. Who knew? 40? <laughs> and we've done more than 40. We have. We just, this is... This is actual episode 40. Official. But anyway, uh, what are you drinking, dude? I'm drinking oh a God, bit of the... yawning already. I hate you, man. <laughs> it just made me yawn even bigger. <laughs> I am drinking a bit of the crap. What was that? A bit of the crappin'. Crappin'? <laughs> crappin'. I'm having some crackin' and coke. I think we got the episode name ready. The crappin'. Uh, I am drinking something release, I thought I'm... Release the crappin'. <laughs> oh, God. I think I've had this, but maybe haven't. Uh, Emerald Triangle IP. Oh, you know what? I have had this at a beer tasting locally. Uh, but I've never had it on the mic. And it's Emerald Triangle IPA from Eel River Brewing Company. It's fairly local to me. Um, you know, it's in uh, Scotia, California. Which I think is like, uh, you know, somewhat south of us. Yeah, it's not too far because I was uh, on the bus the other day and I saw Eel River. Yeah. I think, I think it's like somewhere around Santa Rosa. Well, not 100%. But anyway. Um, so, man, how are you feeling? 40. Uh, you're almost 40. I am almost 40. I will, <laughs> I will be 40 in 27 days. Yep. But who's counting? Uh, you, lucky you, are turning 40 a couple days before probably the biggest event of our lifetimes. Yes. Is that a bold statement? Too bold? One of the biggest events. Okay. Anyways, uh, yes, I'm I'm turning 40 uh, two nights before we go see episode 7. Indeed. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some shenanigans. We're going to celebrate your 40th right, dude. It's going to be great. Uh, so, any other, you know, that's episode 40. I'm, I'm amped. I'm ready to go. Had a few beers. Here we go. <laughs> um, I'm just shocked that we did not think of Fodies for Fody. Look, um, hmm. got an idea. You ready? On episode 80, we each drink two 40s. Dr. Fodistein, or what is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't even know. Dude. You know, it's where you get taped two yeah. 40s to your hands. Right. And you can't. Oh. That way you can't unzip to go to the bathroom. You've got to finish both 40s before you go to the bathroom. Indeed. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but. I don't I'm, know if we can do that at our age anymore. Dude, and last time I drank a 40, it almost killed me. Because it was gross. Edward Foley Hands. That's, that's what it is. It, yeah. You know, look, man, I, I like good beers these days. Uh, there's no, they don't do 40 ounces of yeah, it's like, not, yeah, it's not craft like, brews. Yeah, it's not like we're going to be doing Fodies <laughs> or Mickey's or We're talking e. malt liquor right now. Which old is E, baby. Disgusting. Well, you know, age 22 aside, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and so to our network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So, of course, please give us positive ratings. And holy crap, my friend, we broke the 13th streak. Yes, we are at 14. We're at 14 okay, for 40. You're, you're very, very ghetto tonight. But what I was thinking is, okay, you, nobody saw that. But here's the thing. Yes. Not only do we break, we don't. not only do we get another review. Yes. Our other streak is, mm, I'm trying to think of the right word, but... It holds strong. 
Is that your geek tea street? No. This is, we have 14 five-star ratings. Dude, it's because mm, it's not. You're going to ruin it. No, it's not because mm, we're that good. Okay. Right. It's because all of our fans are five-star. Well said. Well said, buddy. Yeah, so we want to thank our fans because, look, we don't have a lot of them. But the ones we do, they like us. And I, I appreciate that. Speaking of fans, if you're one of those fans that skips around, doesn't want to listen to all of our antics, we have timestamps in the show notes for our non-Swotor fans. We are going to spend some time on Swotor because, holy crap, the world exploded. And, uh, you know, give us feedback, Twitter, Facebook, let us know if we can, Dude, do, if we can do better. We're going to have more spinoffs, by the way, coming soon. It is too soon too soon for an all-around joke. Yeah, but we have we have a week off, and we're going to come up with... Uh, Did you even get it? Yeah, I got it. So what we're going to do is we're going to have at least a comic episode and two real reviews. At least one... Re- no, one review or two? One real review and two comic episodes. Yeah. And that's coming down the pipe quick, and then... We're finally going to get our Arrowverse episode. Yeah, man. Oh, the fall. I think it, it makes more sense to do it when the fall breaks happen. It does make sense. Um, I know we wanted to do it sooner. We did, but some We might have a guest. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you no. let me know? Nope. Nope. That's that's for me to are you Are you bringing on Stephen Amell and I just don't know? <laughs> what if I was? You think I'd keep that from you? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Two things. One, Stephen Amell has no idea who we are. Two, really? <laughs> no, yeah. Stephen Amell is not coming onto the show. Neither is any single person affiliated with either franchise. Somebody from Legends of Tomorrow? Wishful thinking. I, like, <laughs> I do like your positivity. Not happening. But uh, someone from our local community, maybe, we're bringing a person on here and there and just cool. to talk about some of the stuff. We've... I have, and that's one of the things going back, and this is episode 40, so we're going to tangent a little bit. I was actually really um, stoked this week with how much interaction I had with some of our listeners, and that's what, what kind of inspired me maybe to get some folks on for a couple of these episodes, because there are people actually like, dude, I want to talk to you guys about this so bad. You know what I mean? I think that's important. That and, is very cool. And if they want to be, you know, if they want to talk to us so bad about a thing that we talk about, why not? I think that's one one big perk about our show as opposed to, because there's lots of great shows out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know. Not including ours? Well, I'm saying besides mm-hmm. ours. Okay, there you go. There are lots of great shows. And, you know, they tend to focus on just Star Wars or just Wotor. Right. Whatever. We bring in a wider variety of stuff and, uh. It's kind of cool because, you know, mm-hmm. we're not all just Star Wars geeks. It's a good point. And uh, so that's the idea. We'll see how it happens. But either way, we're going to have more content because we have a week off. We have a holiday week coming up. Yeah, we and, do. Uh, and I'm amped to be off work. I love podcasts and we have time off. I get more time to edit. I maybe can uh, do some new bumpers and stuff like that. So I'm open to anything. One more day until our break starts. Indeed. Happy Thursday. Once again, for some reason, we're recording on a Thursday. But, you know, life happens. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we are going to do a drawing tonight. We are. And, uh, it's a hyper crate. All of our, we've double checked. All of our patrons <laughs> are Swotor players, so they would be stoked with hyper crate. And that is, uh, unless I'm mistaken, going to be donated by our friend of the show, Nick. Cool. And, uh, I'm going to double check with him, but, uh, it's going to be legit. Either way, we'll get a hyper crate out to the winner. And if you want to be part of our round table, get us to our $15 an episode milestone. Please give us a buck or two an episode. We would love that, and I can't wait to have that show. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't, I can't wait for that either. Because, like I said, everyone's fans of something, and and we just all. I mean, you should pay attention. If everyone, if anyone were to ever get a hold of our Twitter 
message feed. <laughs> it's just like yeah. randomness forever. Well, yes, and that's important. And we have, uh, you know, my wife's shop, Pippi's Longstockings. Uh, we're willing to give out some socks and some beer on my behalf. Uh, if you want to do 10 bucks an episode or more for a couple weeks, and we'd love that. So the more the merrier. And uh, we are, and, and this is going to come later in the show, but we are amping up more towards right now. Granted, it's November, mm-hmm. but we're already starting to think about San Diego Comic-Con. And, of course we are. And, you know, it's anybody that has ever been to a convention, not only is it not cheap, but travel, especially from where we live, mm-hmm. is expensive. So we're looking at plane tickets and hotel fees and, and, and that kind of thing. And so shuttles and... Exactly. So any help would be, would be more than appreciated. So we're going to do something a little more enticing, I think, closer to it when we get into a crunch when it's hotel checking them to, you know, hotel yeah. clamoring time, but we'll figure that out. Yes, we will. All right, man. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you can also support the show that way. And Jesse did put up a review. Did she? Of, uh, it's a Stardust review of Star Wars, A New Hope, The Princess, The Scandal, and The Farm Boy. I'm definitely going to be checking that out, Jesse. And I put a link in the show notes. It's worth checking out. Uh, Jesse's amazing. And I really want to check out this book. Cool. And she listened to the Audible version, so I thought I'd throw that in there. Nice. Uh, my suggestion for this week is absolutely nothing can... It's not connected to Star Wars at all. No. Um, but it's uh, it's a nonfiction book at that. And it's been out for a few years, but it's it just one that I recommend. It's called the, Immort- the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks huh. by a woman named Rebecca Skloot. It's fantastic. Um, it's uh, a book about the woman who's... Um, Cervical cells have been used to research uh, cancer treatments and nice. AIDS and HPV and everything, but it's only been her cells for the last, like, 50 years it's made it possible. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. That's cool. Yeah. Brilliant book. Brilliantly written. Yeah. Tragic story. Very, very good. So check it out. That's badass. Shall we get to Swotor? Swotor. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Holy crap, my friend. So Swotor is sort of, um, I think, uh, the best way to explain it is things happened. Things happened. People were upset. Very upset. And I haven't seen people this upset in a while, so here's how we're going to approach it. Uh, I'm going to just jump to our weekend game. Okay. Then we're going to do a little bit of news. And then I'm going to slowly ramp up to the drama of the week. And I don't think it's as bad as people are saying. But again, you know, we're gamers. We spend a lot of time in these things. And I, and I, and I think the problem is is that people get uh, people get pretty up worked up. Yes. And especially if it's a Star Wars IP. You know, we knew from Galaxies and, of course, the early days of Sotor. And we right. know people in the community that have left Sotor after the very beginning because they weren't happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and it is what it is. And they're still Star Wars fans. They're just not Sotor fans, so there's that. Um, really quickly, though, we kind of talked about this as far as community stuff. I just want to kind of blanket, since it is episode 40, and I threw this in here. Um, I just want to say thanks to all of our you know, fellow Sotor podcasts. I'm going to keep it very general. Our community is wonderful. And I'm having a really good time. People are tweeting me you know, t-shirt suggestions and... Uh, you know, letting me know what they think about subjects and stuff like that. And, and, and all this drama... I'm, I want to give a special shout out to our lovely little, uh, should we say Twitter group? Um, yeah, it's a Twitter say? group. Well, we have, we have a, we have a 
close-knit group of friends uh, that we communicate with about the game. And, and about life. And about life and all the things. And I want to thank them in particular in this episode. And I'm keeping it general because I want to keep them... You know, we'll shout them out at some point. We'll get them on the show again They at some keep point. us sane some days. Honestly, man. And what I want to commend them on is, despite all the stuff happening with the game and, and in general and what's going on, they're positive. You know? They are. They might be struggling through something yet. They're like, oh, but you know what? It might get better because of this. Or, you know, this is going on, but hey, I was able to do this. Yep. And so this is why I keep people like that in my life as opposed to... Some other folks in the community who I, who, you know, I, I'm okay with listening to them on a podcast here and there. Right. You know? So, thank you. Yes, thank you. It, it is a really nice group to, to be a part of. And, uh, it's, uh, entertaining to get, you know, a Twitter message every 10 minutes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it happens often, but that's well, okay. Well, it's we're all in different time zones too. So <laughs> it's like the conversation goes through. Holy crap. The day. Sometimes I get them at five in the morning. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? It's five o'clock in the morning, but yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm sure when uh, when <laughs> you start tweeting at one in the morning and they're like four a.m., it's like, what the hell, dude? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't go to sleep early. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so that's what I want to do for community shouts this week, and because it's episode forty, I just want to say thanks to everybody in the Sotor community who really has supported us since the beginning. Yeah. And you know, we've been on some of your shows. You've been on our show. Um, it, it means a lot. We've met up with a lot of you guys at Comic Con, and I can't wait to do that again. So, yeah, it's gonna be a good time, indeed. All right, man, we can game. Holy crap! Did we do some stuff? We did. It was a pretty busy week, and, mm-hmm. and as we we talked about in the last episode, heroics are pretty much our new dailies, indeed. Um, so I mean, I basically that's what I do because it gets you, you know, companion gifts. It gets you. Uh, with your alliance divisions, you, you get credits. Your upgrades, credits up the wazoo. Dude, I have like almost 7 million credits on my main. I didn't even notice it. Holy crap. And all of a sudden, I was like, why do I have so many credits? I was like, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Exactly. Well, I, I'd, I'd have a lot too if I hadn't spent it all on the GTN after. I hadn't spent it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so this week I did a lot of heroics, and now all of my alliance divisions are at 15 plus. Totally. Nice, dude. Um, so that's nice. Well done. Thank you. I have a couple that are a dozen, but you're the, um, man. You're the man. We did, uh, last week on WOG, we did, uh, because it is a Rackle event, we uh, made a run of Eyeless. We did. And that was, it was fun. It was like, the, the mechanics were a little bit rough to begin with, but once once uh, our tanks got it down. Well, and, okay, so I was one of the tanks, and, and we got it, it was a little bit of a struggle in the beginning, and I had never quite, I think my idea, has as it was explained to me, move them Okay, so the main tank, I ended up being main tank at some point. Right. Because the main tank in the beginning wasn't following the right route or something happened and he kept latching onto me. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And so after the third or fourth time, I think we got it. And I was just leading him around the room. And, and it actually was a pretty fun fight. I had never done it before. Uh, and it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I do have to recommend. Uh, I might be the not greatest tank ever, but I have to commend Eyeless <laughs> on uh, the fact that he does not skip butt day. Oh my god, dude! Oh, the ass on that guy! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> wow! Uh, I, I I put it right up there for uh, one of the top five asses in Soul Tour. Indeed, right up there with uh, Mako and uh, <laughs> okay and Sergeant right. Jaxo. <laughs> oh, Jaxo! So what was actually really funny about that run is. Uh, even though we kept wiping, and even though we kept having a hard time, and people were coming in and out and that kind of thing, uh, it was funny because we never skimped on the ass jokes about the <laughs> Atlas. I mean, 
It was amazing. Yeah, and we were still having such a good time. You know, finally we got it done. We step outside and. And uh, I think it was Will said, uh, yeah. not me, a different Will. Yeah. And he said, hey, there's a couple of pubs just running by. Do we want to just like, you know, just mess with them? <laughs> and it was overall, and I think that's kind of what Log's about. It was a lot of fun. Um, we didn't get discouraged after the first couple wipes. And, and, uh, and what's most important about this is that our, I mean, we kind of, we were the impetus for this group, but we are by far not the leaders. Oh, no, no, no. And, uh, you know, we have to go to JT and Mox and yeah. and everyone else and because they have the patience of Job and they, yeah, they do. really do make it fun. So thanks, guys. Uh, uh, we've been having a good time and I'll we should get to the rest of the log stuff in a minute. But uh, So what else did you do? Uh, besides that, I, uh, I've i decided to get, get off of my main and I spent some more time on my alts. And I got my bounty hunter, uh, not only to 65, but he finished chapter 9. Yeah, you're a better man than me. Um, so that's good. Is that so, your second one through the That's my story second line? one okay. through the storyline. Yeah. Um, okay, on this one, I did learn a little something, though, because I was space warring through a lot of the, the cutscenes, right? Yeah. And I, I missed a conversation part that just totally screwed it for me, and I lost one of my comps. Oh. So it was one, and you know what? I listened on a, another podcast. I think it might have been Sword Tour Escape podcast. They were saying one of the fixes in the patch notes we'll talk about is that there's an extra confirmation saying that you're going to lose a companion. Yep. Uh, and I think that's the same probably moment that uh, I think Seema lost her companion in that moment. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was, it was in the middle of the night and I was just tired. And I was just trying to get through the thing and it was right. Uh. It was at the fight with Arkin and it was just. Yeah. Well, let's not say who it is. You know, no, I'll I will So anyway, so it was frustrating. And then not only that, but um, we did some uh, some stuff on our pubs. Yeah. And so I got my smuggler to 65, even though uh, she has not even started the the uh, the new content yet. She's actually still back on Elm. And the cool part about that is your smuggler got to 65, and you ran that with my Insta60, mm-hmm. who I was trying to get ready for, this is a good segue, uh, get ready for WOG tomorrow night. Right. And I'm, I want to tank. I like tanking. So I was like, okay, well, let me get an Insta 60 Guardian tank. And I will do that for Wog Night on Friday night. And so I, you know, started Insta 60, didn't touch the story. And you and I just did heroics for a couple hours. Yeah, we were, we did heroics on, um, we ran through a few. It was like Terrace. Yeah, we um, did Terrace. We Tatooine. Did Tatooine. And that pretty much did. Oh, Voss. And Voss, yeah. And, and that got me to 65 and you to 64. Yep. And I finished off to 65, uh, you know, the other night, or, you know, the next night or whatever. And that was pretty easy to do. And I haven't touched a story. It's kind of nice. I have all these open slots, excuse me, inventory wise, and I can kind of mess with this stuff. And I'm actually, I was really excited about the Guardian tank. Um, it, it feels very much, actually, my juggernaut started as a tank and okay. I switched it to a DPS. And so now I'm remembering. The starting to remember the rotation stuff, and I, and I'm excited about uh, Wog Night actually. So, uh, so there's that, and like I said, um, I got him to 65. I'm gonna do some gearing a little bit. I still need a gear, and that's pretty much my the smuggler cannot handle 65 if I don't gear her up. Right. Uh, one thing we're gonna mention before we move on uh, about Wog. Yes, we're gonna start an hour earlier. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, so after we did the eyeless, it took a while. And some people dropped out. Some people never got in. Right. Uh, I was a little tired. I had, <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh my gosh, this was this was the best thing. All I week. had the luxury of 
very rare moment of a date night. My mother-in-law watched the kids. So the wife and I went out, had a couple drinks, came back. I was like, oh, it's vlog. I'm so excited. I was a little tired. And by the time we got to Islas, I was like, okay, I'm pretty much done. And everybody's like, oh, let's just do a lot. I was like, all right, fine. The problem was... Yes, we did uh, Kroger's Palace. We got we got through the first boss, I think, in KP. Yep. I was tanking, which, you know. And then, at, I think after the first boss, we took a break. Yeah, we did. We took a little bio break, and, and uh, it was uh, cool because we got to the elevator. You yeah. Know, not, the elevator doesn't work. It's the elevator you've got to drop down. Right. Right. So, we all drop down, and uh, then and we just go on, you know, because it's a drop down. <laughs> you have to heal yourself. You go around the corner. You're out into the next main... Or the next, uh, the next boss, and uh, so everyone's kind of like just huddling up there, and like, all right, is uh, all right, where, where's Marshall? <laughs> and we're looking, and then so I think it was, uh, I think it was JT runs back, <laughs> and, and he finds your character at the bottom of the elevator shaft dead. Just oh, that's too bad. Yep. So what happened was, uh, I fell asleep, <laughs> and it was only you know twenty minutes or so, and then uh, no, it was, was more okay, like an look, hour. I looked at my phone. And you texted me a half an hour. It, you, it said, wake up on the text. All caps. And it was 30 minutes. It said 30 minutes ago. Yeah, and that was about 15, 20 minutes into. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I, I fall asleep my computer all the time. And the problem is, is that was one of those nights. It just wasn't going to happen. No, what was so, even awesome was, even more awesome was that we're on TeamSpeak while we're doing this. And we're all talking crap about you. Trying to get you to wake up. And we almost counted down three, two, one, and yelled your name. Oh, my God. I probably would have woke up. Probably. Anyway, uh, so I didn't make it through Wog Night that night, and, and neither did you guys. No, because our tank fell asleep. <laughs> oh, look. There's a reason I'm holding this. I'm holding the ship together, people. All right, so we're gonna start uh, an hour earlier just so we can get through this stuff, and uh, and you know, and I think this helps our East Coast folks because honestly, we're starting at nine o'clock our time. That's midnight their time, so we're gonna start at eight o'clock our time. Um, may push it, you know, 15, 20 minutes before that, if possible, just to get gear, you know, get ready. Um, but I'm trying to make sure that everybody gets through it because right. there are some folks that couldn't do it. They were too tired. You know, it's one o'clock their time by the time we get going. And that's, that's, that's not good. So, uh, I do fall asleep during gaming often, which I'll get to more of that later. And, uh, that's just, that's just what happened. It is what it is. So news, um, are, are you done talking smack about me? Can we get no? Actually, I, I was going to reference one of my own things. Actually, I do fall asleep occasionally while I'm playing too. But when I fall, I fall asleep, asleep tonight. my hand. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> did. I totally fell asleep before we started podcasting. I'm s- sitting at Marshall's house and I'm on the couch and I'm just snoring up a storm while his girls are trying to go to bed. I'm like trying to get the people to sleep. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, so no. Usually when I fall asleep, my hand is like collapsed on the keyboard, and so when I wake up, my person's just like running into a wall. <laughs> Like in a corner, just kind of. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. All right, man. So we have some fun to tackle in Swatch this week. Yeah, it was a, an interesting week of a release. So let's get to some news. What we're going to do is, like, I think it's going to be a little bit of a slow burn. I got a little bit of patch notes, nothing crazy, and we're just going to kind of roll. So maintenance. Maintenance. Was pretty much where we left off last week. Yes. We were uh, saying that there was going to be a patch. Exactly. And that happened on the 17th, a couple days ago. And that was to implement uh, 4.0.2. Right. Now, 
what happened was... What happened? <laughs> uh, so, that, the servers were supposed to come up at like 9 in the morning. Yeah, and then they said, okay, we're going to push it back an hour, and then the it hour... It was came. almost 3 o'clock our time. Yeah, they, so they finally said, yeah, we're pushing it back, and we have no idea when it's going to be back up. Yeah, so the last note we had was, we don't have an ETA right now, we'll keep you you know updated. And that was pretty bad. One way. Yeah, I mean, it finally it finally went up. I, I got off work at 2.30. Yeah. And uh, I got home by 4. Yeah. And it had just gotten up when I, uh, by about 15 minutes before I walked in my door. Yeah, so that was pretty bad. So, I, you know, there were some issues. One of the things that they, they ran up against a referral, an issue with the referral program. And so right, right now that is temporarily unavailable. Uh, then there was another issue with people uh, trying to patch before they were done with the service coming up, and that was becoming a problem on those people's end. And so the patches were taking a really long time. I know when I finally, last night I think it was, uh, when I finally patched, it took, you know, 20 minutes at least. Right. And, you know, I have a pretty fast connection, so it took a while. Um, so basically the, the solution was let it run. You know, and if you have an issue, contact us kind of thing. Right. Um, so when it fi- when the service finally came up, uh, we do have some patch notes for 4.0.2. And what I went, what I did was I went through and I highlighted a bunch of stuff in each category. We're not going to go through everything. Most of it was bug fixes. The major thing, excuse me, the major thing they fixed was, of course, the Insta60 issue they were having that we talked right. about last yeah. week. Um, so let's see in general, there's some funny ones in here too. I had to highlight. Uh, so in the general, uh, missing matrix shards have been returned to the rightful owners. I don't know what happened there. Uh, vendor map icons now, uh, display correctly when in a phase. Did you notice this? I did not. I did. I noticed that like I would put my map up Uh and I couldn't see vendors. Like the ones that I was looking for. I don't know. I thought I was just tripping. Maybe I, I thought I was just falling asleep again. <laughs> uh, anyway, so fix multiple instances of missing achievement icons. I don't know if you saw that too because you're an achievement guy. I just thought I'd throw that at you. Um, I never noticed that. So some, some change in the cartel market. Uh, there were actually quite a few. The following cartel market color crystals had their artifact permission requirement removed. So apparently there was some requirement on some of the advanced uh, eviscerating and indestructible crystals and that kind of thing. So <laughs> this one I thought was pretty good. Treek's armor set no longer grants granted on completion of her acquisition mission because it's completely useless. Cause, right. Because companions don't wear armor. Except so. for, yeah, but thing is, since it's released, uh, it's not a legacy bound, you could wear it. But it doesn't show up. So you'd be naked. See, so, I never tried right? it, but I don't know. It, I, I think people were using it to, as, like, covert armor. Oh, that would be from what I hear. Yeah, that would, I never tried it, so I would. I thought it'd be kind of cool to have a little. We will try it and, and come back naked next week. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, resolved an issue that would cause some players to create a level one character, which we talked about um, right after starting a level sixty. And cartel market repetition items have their bind rule changed to bind on pickup as intended. I don't know. That must have been interesting. I think. Let's see. So, fix an issue where players were unable to commit. Their utility points in the discipline window. Did yeah, you have that, this issue? No, actually, the uh, and I was Oops. actually leveling up a character from sixty to sixty-five, and both my uh, utility points for sixty-one and sixty-five worked fine. I was having some problems switching disciplines, uh, assigning some points. I don't know if that's related, but um, I was having some issues with that too. Uh, so, Star Fortress. So, some flashpoints and operation things. So. Address an issue where companions could sometimes be defeated by the light bridge. Yeah, sometimes. With me, it was about 75%. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, he ran through that one, dude. That was so funny. I was like, oh, yep, your companion's dead. And then on the next one, mine died. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, when I, because I, you know, when, when it first launched, I, I did a, quite a bit of the Star Fortress and, yeah. and no kidding, about 75% of the time, <laughs> Lana was at the bottom of the pit. Uh, items and economy, crafted weapons introduced in, uh, game update 4.0 now have color crystal slots as intended. I, I remember hearing something about this, but like, it'd be annoying to create something that didn't have a color slot. A color crystal slot. Yeah, that would be annoying. Uh, random world drops no longer require Rise of the Hut Cartel to equip. Could you imagine? These are some of the funny ones. Yeah, well, it depended on the, yeah, I guess it would depend on the world drops. So. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of other ones in here. Let's see. Um, there were several changes to some of these other items. So the following, so there's a bunch of lists on here. The following items have their appearances corrected. Uh, there were some items that had, uh, artifact entitlement issues. I don't even know what that means. Right. Um, there were some mods that are now bind a slot. I guess they weren't before. That would be an interesting because you can move it around, I guess. Yeah, you could move it from achievement to mod or something. I guess you could move a mod to a enhancement slot. Or enhancement not achievement. Yeah, that'd be weird. Well, it's not overanalyze it. Uh, the following color crystals can now can be trained at artifice. Uh, the artifice trainer once again. So right. there's a bunch of stuff like that. The, here's some of the bigger stuff. Okay, players who are missing class missions have them have them restored. I mean, if you're missing a class mission, yes. Right? Uh, this is the one we were talking, alluding to earlier. Confirmation dialogue has been added to conversation choices where a player is directly and knowingly choosing to kill or otherwise reject a potential follower. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have paid a little bit more attention to that. Well, but now there's a confirmation. Okay, well, they're dead. That's dramatic. Um, <laughs> companion abilities no longer interrupt casting times of NPCs and players. I didn't even know that was a thing. Me either. But it's freaking hilarious. Uh, and players no longer automatically target their companion after summoning them. Did you encounter this? Constantly. And I okay. didn't realize, I thought it was just something that I noticed never happened before. I don't think I was paying attention. one of the things I was doing, I mean, you summon your companion, you go off and you just hit your, I mean, right. I hit my, my key binding for, uh, your, your buff, right? Right, right, right. And it would say, you can't target that person. I'm like, oh, you know what? Because yeah. it's on my companion. Right. That was happening to me too, I guess. I didn't realize what was going on. Huh. Anyway. Uh, companion, okay, so this, we're gonna, I'm gonna read these. Yes. And we're gonna get to this in our discussion topic. So, they made some companion changes. They did. And companion. They did? <laughs> what? <laughs> I hadn't heard about that. I like to call it companion nerf gate. Uh, so, companion base stats have been reduced. Companion damage and healing output has been reduced. Companion in the tank role now generate additional threat, which I think is a good idea. Yes. And despite being astoundingly proficient at it, this is hilarious, Vector <laughs> no longer does his best Kaleo impression while in his healing role. So... Was this show playing my Kaleo's guess, voice? My guess. <laughs> if That's had, a random glitch. If you had Vector out in a healing role, it spoke he sounded Kaleo. like Kaleo. <laughs> okay, now the question is, was it just doing Kaleo lines? Was it speaking Vector's lines with Kaleo? No, because they wouldn't. But have that re- wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, because they wouldn't have recorded Kaleo saying. So was he line. just saying? So was he saying? I wonder if in the chat he was saying his line, but Kaleo saying speaking. Kaleo. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Anyway, uh, if somebody <laughs> has any uh, streaming, uh, yeah, I would love to see video yeah, any that. screen capture of that we'd love to see video. Of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, companions are not able to use uh, gathering abilities after switching roles, and I and I did hear that was a bug as well. Yeah, I did notice that too. Two uh, VR eight. 
can now equip the butler droid customization as intended. Well, yes. That makes sense. And let's see. The following defenders in all Star Star Fortress shield bunkers have been increased in difficulty. Yeah, they were pretty easy. They were really easy. Like, stupid easy. Like, to the point I was like, why did I run all the way over here? Right. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. I haven't tried them. Well, I'm already done with them. I have to do another tune, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, the following Flashpoint quest will now grant the solo Flashpoint access instead of the tactical. So, there's a bunch of them. Yes. You know. Uh, and so that's important. And let's see. <laughs> I noticed this. I was an, I'm an assassin. Uh, Sith assassins are no longer offered healing gear as a mission reward for any chapter. Yeah, they don't have a healing spec, do they? No, they don't. So I thought that was really, I was like, why would I have healing gear? Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you're not a med tech. No, not, definitely not. And players are no longer able to speak to C2N2 or 2VR8 on Odessin until they've completed chapter 8. That makes sense because what they, what they do at that point isn't necessary. Exactly. Um, alright man, so that is essentially the news. You ready for the big stuff? The big stuff. Alright, so I'm gonna do like a bury the lead number here. Where yes. I'm gonna read the post leading up to it, and then we're just gonna the and do the ching ching. Yeah, right? Chung chung. Mm-hmm. You ready? Ready. I'm calling this companion Nerfgate. <laughs> and I'm sure by the time I publish this, someone else will already come up with it. But if not, trademark. Yeah, TM, Marshall and Will. All right, so data mine content. So this is this is the beginning of it. As we know, we have some miners in our community. Right. <laughs> uh, and they were basically putting out there like, oh, my God, they're about to nerf companions. They're about to nerf companions. They're about to nerf companions. And, you know. And we don't normally pay attention to data mine stuff, but this is something kind of big. No, and but, you know, the devs made a point of putting it on the dev tractor saying, look, yes, there is something coming out. But, again, we can't discuss data mining content, right? Right. Uh, so that happened. A player asked a couple questions. And they said, what, shouldn't this overkill, like this, basically the OP of companions have been caught in QA. Basically, shouldn't they have caught it in testing and, and not have to go back now and change it? And right. one of the answers is that this was not a QA, this wasn't a QA issue. Uh, this wasn't a QA issue and it isn't a bug. Our goal with Fallen Empire was to ensure that all our story content was very accessible to players new and old. The power of companions was certainly a part of that and so we do want to be, want them to be strong. However, they went a little too far on the strong side and then be brought back in line. That's their kind of reasoning behind this. Yes. So that was what And that I can understand, I can understand that. Right. So, so far we're understanding. Right, because as an example, you and I, we went and did, <laughs> yeah, we went and did a, a heroic, and I had brought out Risha right. with my smuggler. Totally forgetting that I hadn't messed with her since the the, the launch of 4.0. Right. And so, one, she didn't have pants, but two, she didn't have a weapon. She didn't need pants. And she didn't have a weapon. That she was didn't hilarious. have a weapon, and we had made her a <laughs> DPS instead of healing. Right. And so, we, we said, oh, okay, you know, this is kind of easy. So, we'll just... And which tune did I have? I had Scourge. Yeah. Because that was my instant 60. Uh... Yeah. yeah, and so we we said, okay, we'll just send our companions out, and we're just kicking back and watching. This is where we came up with the idea to have a a, a eating popcorn emo. <laughs> because I was like, all right, mine's DPS, yours is heals. Let's just send them in and see what happens. So I sent Scourge in. And he starts attacking and, yeah. with his blade. And you sent Risha, and she just goes and starts punching people. Yeah. It's just uppercut, <laughs> jab, jab, uppercut, uppercut. And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to have a popcorn emote? Yeah, and I'm Where like, we eat popcorn when we watch them fight it out. And I'm like, wait a second. 
Risha doesn't have a weapon. Where's yeah. her blaster rifle? <laughs> and we so, still didn't take any damage. And they, no. No. So I, and we didn't need to intervene. Yeah, so I do understand that they were overpowered. So and neither of our companions were high, high-end. No, they were both... Mine well, yours was, was a level one. Mine was one. And mine was a level six like piece. six. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other answers was this. Um, Eric said, you can kind of see from the first answer that this this will be... That will work to fix the issue and not be a band-aid, as it's just a, a question of balancing. Now, it's always possible to make a future tweaks, but this should bring companions more in line. So what he's saying is, they don't want to overshadow the power of the player. Right. We shouldn't be able to do what we just said. Exactly. Essentially. I mean, we could in regular leveling content, probably, but in, a, in, in an ideal MMO world, we shouldn't be able to be like, run, go be free, and we just stand there and eat popcorn. Right. Right. Uh, and then the thread came out. Companion changes with 4.0.2, okay? And this is where they can actually start talking about the mine stuff because it's now officially been released in a patch. Exactly. So, overall, companion base stats been reduced and he- damage and healing output has been reduced. They acknowledge that the community was divided on the fact that whether they should do this or not. And I think this was kind of the beginning of the end, <laughs> which is what I'm calling Companion Nerfgate. I think this is a I think this is a problem because Bioware in general when there's a divided issue there's no single chance they're going to come out of it unscathed. No. It doesn't matter whether they think they had the most brilliant idea ever or not. There's no chance that there's not going to be hundreds of, you know, forum posts on on the issue. And so or hundreds That's, of pages. <laughs> hundreds of pages. Oh, my God, dude. And this is essentially what happened. So uh, I'm going to read their rationale a little bit, and then I'm going to get to what they posted earlier today, which I think is more important than this. But ultimately, the decision came down to our uh, to our own goals for the companions, along with data and how they were performing. Uh, what we what we saw in those instance, instances is that companions, some people, were just way too good. Their healing and damage could be greater than that of a very skilled player with fully maximized character, which makes sense. Yes. Right? Um, so in coffee with going back to story, they wanted to make sure the story kind of was, was accessible. So again, they think they went too far. Now, what they decided to do was this, we've brought their effective effectiveness down quite a bit. And so some of the spec specifics are this, there isn't a flat percentage that healing was reduced by effectiveness redu- reduction varies greatly upon depending on level influence, level sync, etc. That being said, the healer companions are still quite competitive but they are no longer trivialized content that was meant to be challenging. So what this means is, and what people are complaining about, is they can't go and solo those heroic star fortresses anymore. Right. With their healing companions. And that was... We'll kind of get to that in a little bit. But that was... Yeah, and, an and that I understand. I completely understand them nerfing them enough so you can't do that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like I said, I just uh, was uh, leveling up my smuggler. Right. And... um like I said, she's still back in her 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 core class storyline and back on Ilum. And so I'm trying to run Battle of Ilum, which I used to have no problem soloing right. with a level 60 tune with a healer. And now she's level 65 with a healer and doesn't even come close. Exactly. So healing power increased by influence level has been increased. So that means you can uh, scale up influence levels with a companion that we get more powerful per level than before. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, and then they say, let's see. 
they want to make some, and I think this was super necessary, improvements to tanking companions. I don't normally have a tank companion. Excuse me, if I was going to have a tank companion, I would expect them to tank and hold aggro. Right. Right? And that wasn't happening. There was a couple funny things that were happening. They increased the threat generation, uh, which is important, but they also fixed an issue involving the tank companion's mass grapple ability, and it'll no longer pull in enemies that are out of combat. So what was happening is if if you were to go in and CC uh, um, an enemy, they would pull them in, and that become a problem. So here's what kind of got people's feathers ruffled. You ready? Will your companions feel a bit weaker than they did in Coffee Launch? Yes. But believe me, they will still carry their weight and fill the role you need them in combat. All that we ask is that you log in tomorrow and check the changes for yourself. Play around with the companions in each role and let us know your feedback. Thanks, everyone. Holy crap. (laughs) Boy, did that start a poop storm. It did. Okay. Um, I pulled a couple things. There's many unsubbing threads, as there always is. Uh, but this, honestly, man, and, and that's why I put this in the discussion topic, I haven't seen a kerfuffle like this in a, in, in a really long time. Right. Honestly. And this is one of the things that people came back for this expansion, and from if, if the forums and Reddit and stuff are to be believed, people came back for this expansion and refused to stay because they felt they were able to do all this content solo, they didn't have to deal with all these pugs and stuff like that, and then now... It's taken from. Yeah. Um, you know, and one thing I haven't, and honestly, I, I can tell you, I haven't read the forums or, or is, I, I mean, I usually stay out I of I usually don't, man, and I fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I usually stay out of the oh, wild west that is forums and Reddit, but one thing just dawned on me, mm. and that one thing that's another feature of Kotfi that might influence this a little bit that I haven't seen any debate on is, for example, me. I'm a... My main is a sniper, mm-hmm. right? So ideally, you want your sniper to run with a healer or a tank. Sure. Right? Because your sniper is doing all the D- DPS. Indeed. Now, the way that everything was overpowered, the healing worked great, right? And then something, okay, well, maybe I should run it as, with a tank now. But with the change in your companions being ma- uh, leveled to your gear mm. and not to their own gear, say, for example, you're a sniper and you have... Um, oh, who's your? No, what? Who's your tank? Uh, oh, what? Cleo's a tank, isn't she? Yeah, but and so she wears heavy armor, whereas your your sniper only wears medium armor. Okay. So you, you know your max level heavy armor is going to be much more powerful than your max level medium armor. Right. Well, since she's mirroring your armor now, your tank is never going to be geared as well as you as it should. Yeah, I think there's a combination of things going on here, man. And uh, so I mean, so she might pull the aggro, but she's not going to be able to handle it as well as she used to. Well, and I think the problem people are having, and I'm gonna, uh, there was one post I highlighted here that said uh, somebody basically said, "For those who play so like me, I was, I will I still be able to go through with my healing companion, do the weekly heroics to build influence and, and, and alliance." And Eric came back and said, absolutely. It certainly may be a bit more challenging, but you should still be able to do it. Yes, Here's, we were still able to do it. And we were still be able to do it. I I did it on both my Ansa 60 and my, and my, but I usually play a tank. I, I don't know what it would be like if I were to play my sniper uh, with a tank companion or whatever, but I'm sure it'd be fine. 
the issue people are having and they seem to be super hung up on is this Star Fortress thing. And But Star Fortress wasn't designed to be solo. Well, and that's great segue, buddy. This is what I'm getting at here. So today, I'm really glad we missed a day and we're recording today instead of yesterday because this companion change feedback thread was introduced. Right. And they wanna they're asking the community, as they do, not only did they ask for feedback on where they think the companion situation is, but they basically said what their plan was for companions overall. And I just want I, I want to throw this at you and see what you think. Uh, leveling content. The challenge level is low, right. is what they're saying. Uh, to complete this content, a player should have a basic understanding of the game mechanics and a high-level appropriate gear. Their companions shouldn't, role shouldn't matter. One of the things that was popping up in the in the forums is people were saying, dude, just learn how to play your class. The issue, though, is that Swotor's community team has gotten in trouble before, saying, learn to play. You know, learn to play, heal to full. Remember that whole debacle? Yep. So... I think that's where people were a little touchy. And, I, and when I was reading this post, I was kind of, oh, oh, no, they're really saying this. But this is their idea, and however people take it is fine. So in the in the coffee chapters, challenge level low. Like leveling content, players should have basic understanding of game mechanics, level appropriate gear, and their roles of their companions shouldn't matter. Heroic 2 missions, challenge level medium. Uh, a player should have a good understanding of their class, level appropriate gear, of course, Companion roles should begin to matter, uh, and, you know, offsetting the discipline. So, right. you know, like you said, if you're a DPS, you probably want a tank or a healer right. uh, a companion, right? Now, <laughs> it even says, we expect some players to find these challenging initially, maybe even needing a friend's help. But once the player earns better gear, a few levels with influence of their companion, they should be able to solo them. Right. And... You and I have been able. It's to It's exactly like you just said. My smuggler is totally undergeared. Yeah. And so once I finally mm-hmm. put better gear on her, then yeah, it's going to be a lot easier. Then it's fine. Now, Star Fortress. Okay. <laughs> challenging level. Challenge level medium. These are similar to Heroic Two missions. They should be similar to Heroic Two. Uh, Star Fortress should be similar to Heroic Two missions. Uh, to complete this content, we expect you to have level appropriate gear, good understanding of your class, companion with a few levels of influence, um, as well as being a role that supplements the players. Now. We expect most players to be able to solo these with little practice and effort on their part to gain increased power. Yeah, these are the intro Star yes. Fortresses. These are the solo ones. Yes. Right? These Look, and you run up against problems in these things. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I made a mistake. Oh, yeah, I should have done this, should have done that. And then you run through and it's fine. Right. Now, this is where the big one was, was mm-hmm. the heroic Star Fortress. Challenge level is high. At this point, we expect players to really understand their class, their companion, their gear. They should have sought out gear upgrades, as well as increase their companion's influences level. Uh, these are meant to be challenging and difficult to do solo. And I think that was always the intention. And I think with the initial implication of the companion system, these were very easy to solo right? with high-level companion and decent gear. And I don't think that was ever intended. And people were all worked up about it. But I'm like, I don't expect us. I barely got through it. That one time I did it, I don't even think I got through it. I had you come in and yeah, help me. I came in and helped you. Yeah, because I got through the third phase of that of that one deal. And there was no way that was going to happen. You know, and, I'm, and I've been playing this for four years. I'm not that bad, right? No, so, you still pretty much suck. Look, I'm a super tank. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway. Seriously, the, I'm going to make you a t-shirt that says Super it's Tank. Super Tank. And the last thing here is the one and only achievement should still be possible. And this is the one where you solo the, the instance yourself. Right. Right. And as an achievement, it's definitely intended to be extremely hard and rewarding. So it shouldn't be a cakewalk. And people were able to get this. And there was a, there were some other threads too of people like, well, what are you going to do about the people that got it when it was easier and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? Right. You know? And so I, I guess, okay. So the, the thread is designed to ask people to tell us what your level is, discipline, companion, companion role, all this stuff. And, and put some constructive feedback in there. Problem is, is of course, it doesn't always go that way. And I read through several pages of this, and for the most part, people were doing what they asked. But, of course, it's people that are really upset. But at the same time, I want to talk to you. And I want to feel like that, should we care as much as some of these people? Uh, is it is it, wor- is it time to unsub, right? Never. I'm joking. Look, we're not going to unsub. We're not stupid. Dude, Bioware's <laughs> getting our money to the end of time. <laughs> and I'm not saying people unsub are stupid. What I'm saying is this is not the end-all be-all. No. I was able to get through a good chunk. I, just for fun last night, uh, for fun, uh, just wanted to see what it felt like. I leveled up Nico Okar with all the gifts I could give him nice. at the time. I got him to 22, I oh, think. Oh, wow, cool. Something like that, so I was stoked. Uh, went into a heroic Narshada, uh Star Fortress, and was like, all right, let's see how far I get. Granted, I fell asleep at some point. But I did get through the first uh, champion, but, you know, the trash was a slog. You know, it took a while. I wasn't dying, but it took forever. Because I'm doing the damage because Nico was trying to keep me alive. Yeah, you and, know? and this is also where it's important to make sure you've got a field repair droid mm-hmm. that you can constantly heal yourself. Exactly. And so... Which is the way it's designed to be. Right. And so, I look, I understand people are upset. And I understand that this is an issue. And I understand that Bioware gave you something and then took it away. But... In the grand scheme of things, again, it's an MMO. If it's something that's designed to be challenging, work your way out and then, you know, get through that heroic Star Fortress by yourself with that level 50 healing companion and feel good about it. Or just find a buddy and get through it easily. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I I downloaded the patch and... I started doing the stuff with my with my smuggler, and it's like knowing going in that it was going to be much harder because they nerfed everything. And right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got my butt kicked on it, but I also know I'm undergeared. I, I I'm running through the low right. level, low influence tune. It's should use my cooldown. Should use my exactly. heroic. Should have done this. I mean, and and I think part of this, I think the important part about this is that for the casual players, you know. There's some, there, at some point you have to be like, okay, I should know how my plot, how my class plays. I should know that if I get in trouble, I can hit this and this and this and do this with my companion or whatever. Right. But there's just going to be some stuff like that third level, that stupid heroic, where your, your stupid companion is going to stand in the fire. They're just going to stand in the fire. And they're going to stand there and I'm going to be like, you're supposed to be healing me. And they're scratching their ass and stand in the fire and burn to death. That happened to me how many times? And I called you and I was like, well, this is much easier with the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's the end of the world. And I haven't gone out of my way to listen to other podcasts quite yet about this. And personally, um, I've been able to do all the heroics I normally do. You know, granted, you know, there's I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little more damage, you know, but my companion's able to keep up 
because I take my hiring companions in and and, do, and we're getting so much great stuff in yeah. in so many credits and and the exchangeable packs with the right the the alliance. It's seriously we're yeah. getting so much from it. Yeah, and I, I just I I think we'll revisit this next week. I think as a brief discussion topic, but. I'm not ready to... Well, look. I know we're going to be both be playing a lot more this week. So. Yeah, well, obviously, because, you know, week off. But I, I think that unsubbing at this point is crazy. If you weren't planning on being a sub and you only came back for this and you didn't get what you wanted, it makes sense you're unsubbing. Some people are lying, some people are trolling. And I honestly think that, you know, adjust, learn your class, roll with it, and, and see what happens. And then I have no doubt that at the end of this thread that people are giving all this feedback, Bioware's going to make an adjustment. I, by no stretch of the imagination, am telling people to learn to play. I'm not saying heal to full. I'm not going that route. I'm saying, let's see what they do. They'll probably go back on it a little bit, and it'll balance it out, and it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll balance itself out, and I'm not too worried about it. Although, I do have a suggestion for a bumper for this week. Ooh, what is it? It's non-Star Wars, though. Mm-hmm. Go gotta, ahead. you got to play the scene from... From Batman Begins, where they're talking about people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> that might not be a bad idea. Let's see what I can do. All right, man. So, are we done? We're so done. Because, I mean, it's only been an hour. Um, look, <laughs> I love talking about this stuff, and I love the game. I have some concern for the community. I haven't seen people this upset in a while. Either that, or people are just waiting to bounce on something negative that came from coffee because, because everything had been positive. so positive. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's more that it's like the people that were just here for coffee had everything they ever wanted. Right. And then now all of a sudden they don't have one thing and they're, it's you know the world's on fire. So, exactly. you know, it is what it is. I'm not losing any sleep over it. I'm having a great time with it still. And it's, Seriously, really fun. it's still so much fun. I can't wait for a walk tomorrow. So. I know. Like I said, I'm starting through on my third tune now. So, Oh my God, you're the man. So we're going to out of this. And we're going to get to Star Wars, man. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Yeah, now we're on to general Star Wars news. Holy crap. Lots of cool stuff. We have a lot of cool stuff, and it, this is going to be fun. I'm so happy we're podcasting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, seriously. We actually... <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I was crying. We got an invitation this week, and we'll talk about it next week, but there's some cool stuff that might be I didn't coming. get an invitation. Yeah, we did. What? Oh! Yeah, sorry. So, we'll Cut be talking... Out. So we'll yep. talk about it next we week invitation. once we solidify it all. Next but uh, some good things coming down the road for that's gonna be exciting. Wish we could talk about this podcasting duo. Wish we could talk. Yeah, about I just it. haven't gotten a response yet. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So um, really quick, uh, we're, we'll start with canon, um, and we are going to be like I said earlier. We're going to be doing a couple of uh, comics episodes coming up. But mm-hmm. the big news this week is Vader down. Oh. Crossover event starting it. this week. Uh, starting this week, Vader Down is the one shot starting it all, mm-hmm. and it's a crossover between Star Wars and Vader uh, comics, which we already said are kind of intertwined, anyways. Absolutely, and they touched on it at the end of episode or issue six, um, or six and five and six before, um, but now it's going to be a six issue crossover of uh, 
Star Wars Invader comic. I'm pretty stoked about this, man. And we have fallen... We haven't necessarily fallen behind on comics. We just haven't done a comics episode yet. Yes. And we're going to have a lot to cover when we do. And I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Yeah. So I'm excited about the the person at our local comic shop said it is a great issue. You already read it. Yep. So we'll look forward good. to that. So look forward to that next week. And, Chris is uh, a good guy. I know um, he's not listening, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to films. We got a quite oh. a bit of... You know, mostly new small content about mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens. Um, one little bit of news, and I'll throw the news out really quick. Um, that it turns out the pre-sale tickets have already hit fifty million. Could you imagine? That's crazy. Seriously, that's bigger than most opening Anything. weeks. Anything, and that's just already pre-sale tickets for the midnight shows. So Abrams is stoked. <laughs> yeah. Disney's like, so if we're gonna make Iger, millions. Iger is stoked. <laughs> What do you want to do next? Because I, I... Uh, there's that. Then uh, we'll we'll do the first looks. Uh, there was a couple of fir- a first okay. look, and then uh, there was uh, um, also a few little bits of. We were talking about last week how there's going to be um, a new uh, footage that came out uh, during. Thank God it's Thursday. Right. The Shonda Rhimes run on ABC. Then there's going to be something on ABC Family during uh, Girl Meets World. And I saw that spot, and that spot's in here somewhere. That was the that was this one. Yeah, so we'll take a little break and we'll watch these really quick. All right, so first look at something. I don't even know what this is. Constable Zuvio. Constable Zuvio. And this is described as, quote, a vigilant law officer on a mostly lawless world, which we're guessing is Jakul. Are we? Well, it looks like Jakul in the picture. Yeah, I guess it does. Uh, Who keeps order in a frontier trading post. He's apparently tough and humorless, (laughs) which you can tell from the picture. He doesn't um, look like he's joking around much. No, I'm guessing at the very beginning of the trailers we've seen when we've seen uh, um, Ray sitting and cleaning her blaster uh, rifle or whatever, or whatever she's cleaning and watching the ship take off in the little trading yeah, post yeah. she's in, it looks like he's there. Well, and I think this this is very interesting. This uh, the fact that these three this is from Empire Magazine as well. We talked about last week, right? Right. And I think. What's interesting about this is the same coloration, and so it's almost like they're part of some little yeah, well, he's organization. A yeah, right. he's a constable, so he's obviously part of a police force. But is this, this is obviously a new race as well. Yeah, it's and a race we haven't the same seen race. before. Well, the, you don't see the, the faces back. of the right. other ones. Anyway, I was yeah. just curious. No, very cool looking. I, I love the the look. is really cool. I like it. Yeah. Will is speechless. So back back to general Star Wars news. <laughs> We just watched a few of the, the most recent spots, so let's start with where we started, and then we're going to get to the, the thing that we need to talk about. Yes. So, uh, we had the first look at Constable Zuvia. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, new species on Z- on Jakul, and yeah. it looks pretty darn cool. Looks cool. <laughs> you rhymed. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, the Verizon did a couple TV spots. Yeah, the Verizon commercial is really cute. I loved how you know, it was the, the loading, the yeah. bat- data was slowing down, but cool. I would have loved it is... Verizon's color is red, right? right? Right, And the loading was red. They should have made the loading orange because orange is AT&T. Right? What kills me is it, 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 it hit a little too close to home for me. I'm an unlimited data user. I don't use Verizon. I'm on AT&T. But I get random text messages from my, from my you know, AT&T provider saying, we've noticed you've used more than five gigabytes of stuff, so we're going to go ahead and slow you down. And I was like, but I have unlimited data. Right. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's just stupid. I want to yell at them. Yell them. Well, 
It doesn't go anywhere. All right. So then we have uh, a featurette that happened during Girl Meets World, which yeah, during last week. I lived in the you know there's it was mostly featuring on the the next generation basically. Mm-hmm. So it's f- focusing on on Ray and Finn. But the takeaway that I got from it is a a quick little cut we got of uh, the first line spoken by uh, Donald Gleason. Yeah. And that was cool. And there was a little behind-the-scenes action to it. There was a little narrator carrying us through it. He was in the Millennium Falcon and that kind of thing. But then we, you're right. We did see that little moment of, like, what did he say? Fire. And then you see the some kind of portrait torpedo or something, which is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, now let's get to the big one. Uh, the big one. You know, and actually, I wasn't expecting much of this. It was a, little, it was a new spot. I wasn't either. We, just, we saw this, what, earlier today or yesterday this came out. Yeah. And, and it was focusing on Finn, who's probably the one that I'm having the hardest time warming up to. Right. And so there was a Finn Fork Awakens, uh, Fork Awakens, one more time, there was a Finn Force Awakens spot. How about the Spoon Awakening? Spoon Awakening. So what happened was, <laughs> so here's the thing, with this, oh, It was things, all centered on Finn. Things happen. You have, should we watch it again? Finn says something, uh, let's go back, so at some point, there was a Stormtrooper, and he, un, you know... Has a weapon that expands. No, yeah, it looks like a blaster rifle. And, it does, and he just like unhinges like, it. Unhin- yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it like the barrel slides out, and it turns right. out it's like it's like in in the in the prequel trilogy with the with the droids who were fighting the lightsaber wielders, right? Yeah, with the it basically looks like weapons. Yeah, but it basically looks like a vibra sword. Exactly. So that was badass, and then so we both gasped. Yeah, that time. was really yeah. darn cool. Which was cool. And then, what was one? There's something else cool that happened. What else cool happened? Oh, it showed a new angle of Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, so you see Finn fighting the, uh... Oh, that's it. So, you, <laughs> you have this moment of Han Solo. <laughs> There's something going on in the other room. Han Solo turns to Finn, are you ready for this? And he's like, hell no. <laughs> Which I think is freaking hilarious, this look on his face. The only anyway. thing is, is he saying hell no, or did he say I don't know? I think he said hell no. Let's see. Yeah, no, it's that's hell no. <laughs> and then BB-8 climbing walls. I mean, this was a really surprising spot because from what we kind of understood before was that, you know, JJ said, oh, no, that's the last trailer. You're not going to get anything more than TV spots. We're getting more from these TV spots. Than we thought we and would. actually, I love this little bit at the very end of the the, the bit. You you can tell the Millennium Falcon is barrel rolling, right? And BB-8 is on the <laughs> circular part of the walkway. Is that what's happening? Okay, yeah. That's so watch the end of it again. Yeah, and yeah. so BB-8 is going around the circle. No, that's what's. You're right. That's what's happening. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Chewie ignites. Uh, you know, detonates something. Yep. You see Finn. At, you see Finn in the exact same spot. You see Luke Skywalker. Yep. In the Millennium Falcon, shooting TIE Fighters in yep. Episode 4, and turning and saying, woo, which is awesome. Don't um, get cocky, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the line from uh, Blue Harvest. Yes. It says, don't get penisy, which I think is funny. All right, so, remember? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, one of the coolest things that came out is just today, they released a an image gallery of the props. Hmm. And there are really cool uh, images of uh, you know I know I this I am going to get this stuff up on Pinterest yeah because there are some really cool pictures of helmets and blasters yeah. and oh you actually get the very first full on close up look at Kylo Ren's oh. hilt 
And it's and you it looks like he put it together in his garage. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I mean, well Which is cool. Literally all sabers space are put together. Garage. Yeah, all sabers <laughs> are put together in your you're on the space garage. But this one is like you know, you know, what can, I mean. you know it, it kind of reminds me of the way that like uh, Ezra built his. Yeah, it's exactly. like he tailored it to his own personality, which is badass. And uh, we'll have a link in that link to that in the show notes. Uh, so definitely check that out. Lots of cool stuff there. All right, should we get to some others? Yeah, other stuff? a big week for games. Yeah. Um, well, obviously. Well, yeah, Battlefront I'm, launched. Yeah, we'll get to Battlefront in a second, but Battlefront uh, got released. But uh, a little bit of news uh, got announced uh, a few days ago, and this is now a couple days, but the same. Day as Battlefront, uh, they re-released a remastered version of the SNES classic game Super Star Wars, and has been released to PS4 and PS Vita. I spent hours playing that game. <laughs> I loved that game. Well, then why don't you talk about? Because actually, I never played it when I was younger. That game was so amazing. Uh, the the Super Nintendo is the only console right now as a 36 year old boy, man boy, who I, I don't have. Anymore, right? Uh, when I moved out of the house, my mom decided to gift it to the neighbor boy, and I came back. You know, after uh, you know half a year or so, of college was like, "Oh, I want to get my old console. I want to play some Goldeneye." Yeah, I'm like, oh, "Shoot, I'm ready, dude." It's it's super Nintendo. Well, that was Nintendo sixty four. Oh, but um, my bad. But but my SNES was close to my heart, and I have all, I still have the games for it up in my attic. I still don't have a console, and every time I try to go to eBay to get one, it's like hundred bucks. Uh, so anyway, the point is, is I love Super Star Wars, and it was a lot of fun. The side scroller, kind of, you know, jump around, and you're in your the characters. It was a lot of fun, and I they're they're releasing it for PS4. I, I wish I had a PS4. I don't have the handheld either. So, uh, but either way, I mean, it, it's a really cool game. So if you have PS4, check it out. It was a lot of fun. Nostalgia, very cool. Um, also, you know, we talk a lot about uh, Uprising and the Card Trader. Yep. But there is another game called Force Awakens, which is very similar in style to like Magic Force Collection. I said Force Awakens, didn't I? Force sure Collection. <laughs> um, so there's another game called Force Collection, which is um, very similar to Magic. Right? It's a card based game where you know you raise up. They've each got skills and everything. It's really kind of cool, but. Uh, um, I just got sucked into Card Trader. Yeah, and totally. mo- Actually, I'm playing more and more Uprising now, too. But uh, there are a whole bunch of Force Awakens stuff coming in the Force Collection. And right now what you're doing is I just logged in today for the first time since I've, I've heard this. Um, you collect tokens uh, every day. And then once the movie gets released, they're releasing uh, four-star cards. On oh. the, they have, they have, their cards are rated one to five. Okay. And so they're, re- they're releasing four-star cards. And it looks like the first major one is BB-8. That sounds cool. Yeah, pretty, and the artwork on them is pretty darn cool. Nice. So check that out. It's a free download from, from iTunes. Cool. Um, but the the big news of the week. Well, Battlefront launched. Battlefront launched. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I think at best, overall, most people are into it. Uh, but from what I get from the reviews, um, is that it's about, it's above average. Right. You know, it's a good shooter and it's fun. Good for if you want to feel like you're playing a Star Wars game. Uh, but from what I'm gathering overall, it's fun for a little while. And I think that's kind of, for us, we've played it a couple times. Uh-huh. And, you know, for me, I just, and that's why I didn't, you know, drop the money and get it and pre-order it. was mostly because I just knew I wouldn't keep playing it. I would go back to Swoke. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I knew this that was going to be the way it was for me because I'm just not a first-person shooter person. Right. But I think... What they're planning on is because they're doing the season pass with expansions every year. 
I think it was at four expansions per year or something like that. Right, and which I have something in here about that. Then, so, uh, you know, that's what they're going to be building on, the, the longevity of the game in that respect. And, you know, I'm going to pick it up. I would like to have it, and I would like to know some other folks in our Yeah, I mean, all new, all new, yeah, all new games it. come out at 59 bucks. I'm going to wait till it drops to, yeah. like, 29 and then I'll probably pick it up. Well, and what I want to know is who else that we know who plays Sotor is trying to play this. Uh, we know the Cantina Cast guys are going to give it a shot. Right. Uh, we've talked to them about this uh, quite a bit. Uh, but my friend Janelle, who I told you lives up in Alaska, she plays. So. Totally. So, I mean, you know, by Christmas, if you're playing, let us know. And I, I know I'll be jumping in for sure. But, you know, I'm going to let someone else buy it for me. I'm not going to pre-order it. But um, some of the announcements for the DLC was just released. And they're going to have four expansion packs uh, for the season pass. And let's see. They're going to have 20 new pieces of galactic tech, including weapons, vehicles, and star cards. Four more heroes and villains for you to fight as or against, which I think is kind of cool because we got some of the good ones already. So who right. else are they going to put? Uh, Sixteen additional multiplayer max, maps, which is a lot. Oh, can you be able to fly the X-wing as Wedge? That'd be badass. Yeah, That'd be cool. I mean, you give me Wedge, I'm in. So uh, four exciting new game modes, uh, two week early access for expansion packs. So, and we've talked about some of this before. What I think is interesting overwhelmingly what I have found from the reviews of the game is that there's no single player. There's yeah. no campaign. And it makes the game seem a little, not hollow is not really the right word, but like, you know, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to do the thing. But like, like with Swotor, there's single player content within the MMO. Yes. And with Battlefront, I feel like with games like that, for me, like that's one of the reasons why I like the Halo franchise so much. Yeah, with or, or like Perfect Dark, yeah, same sort of thing, and or Goldeneye, or you know, whatever. You I, have that single player experience, and then it's like your buddies come over, and then you land party it up. And exactly. Play yeah, and I played uh, I played the beta on this, and uh, you know I played it twice because mm-hmm. I just I you know it it was you had specific goals, but it wasn't a campaign style, right. And, you know, for us who are more solo campaign story guys, you know, you know, like I said, I'm going to give it a shot. I, I'm hoping they release some sort of storyline at some point, maybe. We'll see. Right. Um, I doubt it, but we'll see. All right, so should we move on? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not too much merchandise news this week, uh, I mean, in relation to Star Wars. Um, but, the, you know, I swear we must have missed this announcement back in September. Yeah, what happened? These um, dates are old. But this, this is past us, bro. Yeah, this is past us, but um, they're releasing a deluxe vinyl version of all the Star Wars soundtracks. Oh, that's amazing. Which is great, and uh, that will be released January 8th. That's pretty badass. Yeah, so I'm excited. nothing to play those on. No, you know, eventually I am going to get mm. a turntable. My Both my sisters have turntables. My brother has a turntable. Actually, my we brother... should each have a turntable, then we'd have two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> See what I did there? Because, Beck, two turntables and a microphone. Devil's haircut. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, my brother actually owns a Wurlitzer. He has a, a jukebox Ooh, in his living room. Nice. And so, um, but yeah, so I definitely want to get a, a. I mean, you can pick them up at Best Buy for like forty bucks. Oh, yeah, they're not. They're not. Super they're not. Expensive. They're not too super expensive. But to have vinyl of Star Wars would be so awesome. That'd be cool. Is that it? That's it for Star Wars. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like we should have stayed longer. Just kidding. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> uh, it's on you, man. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. (laughs) 
yeah, we're into pop culture now. And, you know, as we said, we're, we're doing some spinoffs. And so, of course, a whole bunch of this stuff goes to real reviews. Yep. But we have got some, some cool casting news. Um, Scott Adkins, who is a martial arts expert. Um, and he's done, <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, he's done a whole bunch of work in the Born Ultimatum, the Expendables 2, and Zero Dark Thirty. Um, he has been officially cast in Doctor Strange. Um, which we're getting more and more information out. But we don't know what he's doing yet. No, we haven't been told the character, but obviously it's going to be a hand-to-hand combat character. Sure. I mean, it's like, you don't cast Ray Park and not have him do sword. Otherwise, what a waste. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is where we're getting some to some other product news. Marvel has announced that they're going to be releasing a whole bunch of new product um, supporting the Netflix series. I'm so excited. So, and not only that, but Deadpool too. So this is smart of Marvel. They're piggybacking on the... The uh, the Fox movie of Deadpool, and uh, but they're also releasing a whole bunch of uh, uh, content or product for Daredevil, Punisher, and Jessica Jones, cool. which I think is important because we, as much as we like to say that we want to keep toys gender neutral in yeah. a respect, you say that, yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, like, cause, I mean, honestly, I don't care if a boy plays with a Barbie or a girl plays with you know GI Joe. I just want the Toy to be awesome. Exactly. That's what it's all about. But I still think it is important to have female, strong female characters in toy form. Agreed. Right. So, Jessica Jones, here we go. Um, <laughs> so, we put uh, a link in the show notes so you can take a look at some of the, uh, the ideas. No, totally. A lot of it is like Funko Pop stuff and, and other things too. But, I mean, this is the interesting thing. For the last few weeks, we've had the ongoing drama of Iron Fist. Um, first, I feel like we've been talking about this for like a month. Yeah, well, first it was being pulled. Second, it was still in production. Third, they're possibly changing it to a, a movie instead of a series because they're going to be replacing it in the run with Punisher. Well, and again, going back to our previous conversation, I would like it to join Jessica, Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Right, because it was their idea of the Defenders. Especially if they're going to bring in Luke Cage and do that. I, I want them to, to stay with that. Yeah, and um, but in, it I looks... the mysticism, bro. Yeah, I want a little that's more why of the magic. Yeah, that's I why you, I mean that's why you dig Doctor Strange. And, yeah. No. Um so but we got a, a little information this week that I guess one of the producers or something announced that there are still they are still working on Iron Fist. Yeah. Well. So I mean, we don't know what it is yet. But. We don't know I mean it could be they're reworking <laughs> the script or they're working on tearing down the sets. I don't know. But they're working on something. <laughs> Well, as long as it's being worked on. Uh, so what are we going to do next? we got a lot of other stuff here. Yeah, why don't you bring up your stuff? Let's, let's just get into this, man. Um, so, all right. Last week, at the end of last week's episode, we talked about uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. And when we first started this endeavor, 48 episodes ago, we, we ended most episodes with talking about Comic-Con because we were leading up to Comic-Con. Uh, so this last Friday, this last Saturday, excuse me, was the pre-registration for San Diego Comic-Con badges. And what this means is folks who went to San Diego Comic-Con last year and have their badges at some point had to register, I think it was in September, had to register by a certain date and say, I want to buy badges for next year. Yes. And then all those people were put into a pool that said, okay... And I got the email two days ahead of time, which pissed me off, which I'll talk about in a minute. There's a pre-registration window, you know, on Epic Reg to get your tickets. Okay. The idea is this. It's very much 
to open registration, except it's only, you know, reserved to the folks who had tickets last year that pre-registered in time. Right. A couple things that I'm not, I'm not stoked about this particular part of the process. One, we applied for press passes as we were going to do last year, but we weren't eligible. This year we're almost eligible and I think we'll get them. But I, we I don't, back. I don't know yet because that window doesn't close till December 18th. So, in order to assure the fact that I'm going to walk on the Comic-Con floor next year... Which I, I didn't ha- last year. Which you didn't last year, and I only went uh, a couple days last year, but I had to jump into this. And so, I got the email on Thursday? Yeah, Thursday for Saturday. Saying, hey, on Saturday, you're, you, you know, here we go with P-Reg. And I was like, that's great. If I were to get in right away, and buy preview night, and buy four-day badges... $240 later, when am I going to get that right. randomly with two days notice? So to me, that, that, that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. But overall, I decided to play the game because I just wanted to make sure that if we needed to do something that I would have access if, if the press pass didn't work out. Yeah, because so, I mean, sometimes when you schedule interviews, the people say, yeah, just come by my booth right. and I can't get on the floor. Exactly. So what I did was I jumped on, I, it was like 20 minutes to 9. You have to get on between 8 and 9. And then I waited. It was almost, it was about almost, It was about 10 minutes to 10. And I had given up already. I had texted you. said, it looks like it's not going to happen. Last time it didn't happen. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're accepted in. Because Saturday had already sold out. Friday had already sold out. Preview night had sold out within 15 minutes. Right. So by the time I got in there, I was able to get Thursday and Sunday badges. Which is what you got last year. Which is, which is what I... I had four-day badges last year. Oh, did you? But I only went in on Thursday and Sunday. Right. Because of all the Kevin Outside Smith stuff, stuff right. and the Swotor stuff. Nerd HQ. And Nerd and... HQ and stuff. So, it, it worked out okay. I'm going to go in the same day as I did last year. And it didn't cost me... It cost me half as much. But I, I, I would rather just this process be a little different. But... Overall, I'm hoping that we're just we crossing get, our fingers for press passes. If we get the press passes, then we can put that money back towards the crazy hotel lottery that's going to come down the line and Airplane open registration and- for some other friends we have, airplane, all that stuff. So, um, Comic Con is is a blip on the radar right now, and I'm thinking that <laughs> I, I I wish it, we didn't have to start. Thinking about it so early, but you know it's it's coming sooner rather than later. Well, once so, we get finally get our, our first press passes, then we won't have to worry about exactly. It as much. Then then that's two years because we won't have to do it deal with it in the next year. Right. So that's that. Um, so Comic Con, we've been talking about it a lot. I'm excited about it. We're gonna go no matter what. Yeah, we no matter. What. I skipped one year in there, but this will be your fifth year in a row. Yep, and and I'm stoked about it. Man. And we're we're gonna be going until we're old and gray. Well, I'm already gray, and mm, I guess I'm already, I'm already old. old, so... <laughs> well, look, you got both of them covered. <laughs> I'm getting closer to old. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, let's move on. Okay, so let's talk about some TV stuff. Yeah, there's... Uh, we got a whole bunch of Jessica Jones stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is being recorded on the night of the 19th. Yep. Uh, right now, it's 9.27 Pacific time, so I'm guessing it's going to land on Netflix in the next few hours. Yep. Because it gets released on the 20th, but today they released the opening credits. And, you know, Jessica Jones having to do it. Go ahead. Uh, it's cool. Uh, also, David Tennant clip got released. They announced that Stan Lee is going to have a, came- a cameo uh, in Jessica Jones, which is cool. Um, and all this is very exciting for me because I love the Netflix releases because I know it's there. 
I don't have to record anything. Nope. <laughs> I don't have to make sure that I'm sitting there. I can just be like, oh. And anytime I can binge watch the mess out of this. And yes. we have next week off. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm going to be watching a whole bunch of stuff next week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so so cool stuff there. Also, uh, it looks like we got our first look at Agent Carter 2. Yeah. And we got a premiere date announced. What's that? Oh, so this is... This is cool. So it's only the it's only a picture, but what's cool about it is that there is they're going to come with new episodes Tuesdays, okay, starting March eighth, and she looks amazing. And well, Haley Atwell always looks amazing. Yeah. So, but it's focusing on her going out to L.A., which think of first thing, thing you might think of is that's kind of odd, but you know Tony Stark ends up in L.A. Indeed. So the Avengers does have a an L.A. base. Indeed. Well. Um, so there's that, um, you know, and we keep talking about that we're going to be doing our era of our show, and we are, but we want to make sure we mention this little bit of news, is that there's a Legends of Today preview right. from The this? Flash. No, I have not. So, Which is, this is, I'm guessing, setting up Legends of Tomorrow. Right. And so what I want to, before we kind of watch this and talk about it, what I, what I think is cool about this is we're going to do our Arrow show, but I think it's kind of nice that we're going to do it after the fall hiatus right and we're gonna do it because that'll be the beginning of the crossover exactly and this is gonna be neat so let's check this out okay did i just and that's happening okay did i just see right that the coffee girl that that uh um the coffee girl yeah the uh what's the the scientist guy who can uh see uh vibes that is the guy from flash yes i'm drawing a blank on his name cisco cisco yeah well, the last couple episodes, he's met a girl that works at Jitters now. Right. Oh, and that's she, Hawk Girl. She's Hawk Girl. Oh. So we discovered something. It turns out Hawk Girl is... The coffee girl. Amazing. Yes. Because when she came on the screen, <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. All right, so let's move on past that. So, look, uh, I'm pretty excited about the crossovers. I'm very excited about Legends of Tomorrow. You know, when so, when we first started talking about Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, like, what, eight months ago? Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, it looks kind of cool. and everything. But now that I've watched, I've binged all of Arrow and all of Flash and Constantine and... and uh, now that you're caught up on the verse. I'm caught up on everything. I'm just like, dude, bring it on! Yeah, it's going to be badass. That's it for TV, except for my last thing. Mm-hmm. Can I rant? Rant away, my Holy friend. Holy crap. So, uh, little story. Okay, so minor Kevin Smith fan, would you say? Me? Yeah, we're a little bit of a Kevin Smith fan. Marshall's got a little bit of a problem. A little bit. So, a big Kevin Smith fan. I listen to most of his podcasts. Uh, he was talking about with, uh, it was on one or two, more than one podcast. I know he's definitely mentioned on on Smodcast, and I think that's where it originated. Um, he was telling Mosier about this show on Netflix called uh, uh, Black Mirror. Okay? And you know Smith. I do. He'll tell a story. He'll tell you, scene for scene for scene, what happens in a thing. Oh, excuse me. He'll spoiler it ahead of time. Of that's course. how we got Tusk. Yeah, that's how we got Tusk. So what's cool about and uh, the description of uh, human centipede. Oh my god, you're right about that. So he it was explaining the show Black Mirror. Uh, it came out. It's a BBC show, I believe, or it's a British show. And it is. It's on. It's on BBC Four. Yeah, BBC. So it's on Netflix. It's one of those three. Um, Three episode season deals. Like Sherlock. Exactly. So, he's explaining this to Mosier. Mosier's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. He explain. he proceeds to basically tell the entire first episode scene by scene. <laughs> and 
As only a director can. Exactly. For me, I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you why. Big words. This is a big deal for me, man. And and I was kind of explaining this to you a little bit. And and now they're on mic and and, uh, I've had a few beers. I'm, I'm way excited about this. What I wanted to say about this particular show, for me, as a teacher... And a lover of dystopias. I, I teach 1984. I'm teaching Ready Player One. I, I love the idea of like t- some sort of technology advancing te- uh, uh, humanity in a way. Or we are sidelined by something because we decide to go in this direction. Right? Right. And so this show, the way it's set up, it's an anthology style show. They're like, e- uh... Each one is a standalone. Right. And... What I like about it is, so the first episode is more real worldy. You know, there's a dilemma that the prime minister of Britain has, and I don't want to spoil it. It's insane. Okay? Right. Uh, and he has to save the princess. Right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not selling it very well here. Hold on. I'm gonna set it up. Are you ready? One You're more time. so channeling Kevin Smith. One more time. Ready? Prime minister of England. Right. In bed with his wife. Okay. Sleep. Asleep. Okay. Phone rings. You have to come in. Okay. Uh, I go in. He goes in. We have a video. The princess has been kidnapped. Uh, they have demands. Okay. Let's see the video. They start showing the video. He has demands. She's crying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Essentially, I'm just going to tell it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this part. So minor spoilers. I'm sorry. The, the, the kidnapper's only demand in order to save the princess's life, right? Right. Is to have sexual intercourse with a pig. For the prime minister, for the prime minister to have sexual. Okay, now what I find What's amazing interesting about, about this, this, though, really quick, okay, is that ahead. this is not funny. This is like how it would happen in rea- reality. People are like, and this is basically what would happen if social media got a hold of some, such right. a thing. You know, it's all of a sudden it's a oh my god, we got to swatch this. What's going to happen? It's already on YouTube. Holy crap! What do we do now? So anyway, we're gonna say what I find most interesting about this is that this show uh, and this was the se- the first episode. That's said, the first episode. Uh, came out in two thousand eleven, right? And that was thirteen. No, eleven. Okay. Uh, and I looked it up on IMDb. Mm. But what I found interesting about this is just last year it was announced that David Cameron, who is the current Prime Minister of Britain, right, uh, that there is supposedly a photo somewhere that when he was. Rush, not rushing, but uh, you know, they have their their houses like oh, fraternities, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And uh, there is one thing that evidently he had to stick his penis in a dead pig's yeah, mouth. That, that. <laughs> but you know that the writer who wrote that had to have exactly. some prior knowledge about something. Smith brought that up too. But I find that just really interesting. Well, and and I'm glad you said that because the first episode is great. It's, it's crazy to see what would humanity do, would you watch, would you wouldn't watch, right. you know, they try to do it military style, you know, they try to get the mil- you know, the SWAT teams in there and, and all that kind of stuff. The second episode, I'll be honest with you, dude, I was almost crying half the time because I just love the idea of this world so much. Right. Okay. And just as a quick little thing, uh, most of humanity is required to get up every morning very 1984 style, put on their little sweatsuit. Right. You know, they live in little smart house cells, right? They get up and they have to basically get on a bike and pedal. To and they have entertainment to generate power. And they have, they have entertainment as they go. Right. And the brilliant part about it is there's an incentive 
You know, they're building up credits. They're building up what they call merits, right? There's a little bit of a love story. It's very 1984, but at the same time, I just can't even tell you how the actors are brilliant. The, the writing, the, the, the vision for the worlds that they create in this little 40-minute chunk is phenomenal. Yeah, two little things is I mean, when I looked at the description on IMDb, it said it's a it's an anthology show that deals with the dark side of technology. That's exactly which is very what it is. cool. But talking about the the great casting, um, you know, we were just talking about Haley Atwell and right. Agent Carter. She's in one of the episodes. Uh, there was a Christmas episode last year that John Hamm was oh in. God, I can't wait for that. Um, but the big news that I told you about that you didn't even know that it looks like because this show is being done by BBC Four, which is a channel in Britain, right? Um, but it looks like Netflix UK has picked up the rights for a third season, and they're going to be doing 12 episodes, and filming starts now. You have no idea how excited I am. You have no idea. Just one more little snippet from another episode. There's a technology where everybody, even from early childhood, possibly from birth, has a little chip embedded behind their ear. Right. And everything that they see is being recorded. And they can basically project onto a flat screen... Or look through their own, back of their own eyeballs, what they've done at any given point. That can and be dangerous. And so, that can be dangerous, which is the crux of it. It's amazing. So, I love dystopias. I love technology. And I love to, and this is one of the conversations I have with my students, is what can, how can our technology doom us? Like, what could we do? What type of technology could we create? That would make us, that take us to a place we, we didn't know what to do from there. Right. And I think that's pretty exciting. So for me, this, this, this show is phenomenal. I watched the first season. Granted, it's only three episodes. I watched it in one sitting. I'm already almost done. You know, it's funny. I wish, I wish you'd watched this last week and told me about it because, uh, you know, I just did my after school program on post apocalyptic uh, films. So watch episode two, bro. Watch it tonight. I can't even tell you. You will literally. You will cry. Okay, I'll, I'll, I, I cried. I'll, I'll make sure I at least watch the whole thing over. I'm not a crier, man. Yeah, you are. Oh, look. Some, <laughs> some of us have emotions. <laughs> Alrighty then. On that note. Moving on. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll move on to movies. Movies. Um, and actually, we got quite a bit of a uh, of Fox type news here. First, Indeed. I mean, first, quickly, Marvel. Um, you know, we talked about Doctor Strange earlier. We've got our first look of Chiwetelology for. As uh, see how that just rolled off my tongue now. You're, you're amazing. Getting, I could never say it. I'm getting practice. So Chiwetel Ojiofor is playing uh, Baron Mordo in Doctor Strange, and so I got the first set images. We got a link in the show notes. Check that out. Um, it looks like Gambit's got a new director. Can I say excited? How excited I am? Tell about, me why about Gambit. I don't care about this director. Right, but Gambit's a cool character. I loved Gambit. Gambit. I fell in love with Gambit in the X Men animated series when I was a kid. Which a lot of people did. Yeah, and and it was just this idea of this smack-talking Cajun dude flinging cards at people. I just and right, and we saw him in tight. the we saw him in the uh, the Origins Wolverine movie, right? Which was decent. Um, and you got a little hint of the, the power that he could yield because right. basically he just takes control of kinetic energy. Exactly. Um, of he takes he creates kinetic energy from nothing instead of potential energy. So, which is very cool. Um, last week we talked about Wonder Woman. That this is looks, exciting. Yeah, that looks like that they had started filming in, in England. Well, now they've got they finally released the filming schedules for right. Wonder Woman and Justice League. Did you see this? With Wonder Woman, they're starting shooting toward the end of November, and they're shooting in the UK and Italy. And Justice League, 
They're making the most of Wonder Woman in the UK. And uh, were you also making the most of Justice League? Let's see. We're definitely going to be shooting part one in the first or second quarter of next year. Cool. So, well, I mean, they've got it because it's coming out in, what, 2018? Yeah, I think so. And and so, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, then we got two other bits of news really quick. And, and um, the looks like the next X-Men movie, right now they're finishing up X-Men Apocalypse. Right, Apocalypse. Which we're going to be seeing a trailer in four weeks when yep. we get to uh, uh, Star Wars. Um, but the next X-Men movie um, is going to be uh, starting to film in 2017. Um, and then they officially, they, they released the official rating for Suicide Squad. Right. And what do you think about this? Because they've already, I don't know. The production companies have already, you know, pulled the trigger and we have our first real R-rated uh, superhero movie with Deadpool. Deadpool. And it would just make sense that Suicide Squad would be on the same level. But you, okay, I'm with you. But Deadpool, I've, I've read dozens and dozens of Deadpool comics. And uh, while they don't come out and say the F-bombs, it's there. Right. Well, and he can in the movie. Right. Um, and, and the uh, thing is, is the way the rating system works, you drop two F-bombs, you got an R rating. But the violence, and the violence alone in the Deadpool comics, is where I know that they have to go through, whether they do the cuss words. Well, yeah, well, just by looking at the red band trailer as opposed to the, right. the, the green trailer. It's a big difference. It is a big difference. But what's? But you would think you would get the same sort of violence in Suicide Squad. But it depends on the story they're telling. Well, especially with with the rumors that we're hearing about them really going all gung ho with the the torture of uh, right, Harlequin right. from Joker, mm-hmm. and and having read, you know, a killing the Killing Joke, having read, uh, you know, some of these darker, darker Dark Knight stuff, uh, darker, you know, DC stuff. I I think they could do it. Without going rated R, you think? But I well, think I mean, it's already think, been shown that that Arrow's able to do Suicide well, Squad on a on a PG level, and I think that's I think that's kind of where they're going with it. I think you can do dark without you know blowing people's heads apart, right? You know, without you but know, Deadpool, that's kind of a shtick. But that and that's the problem, and I think that's why if they're really going to please Deadpool fans, they had you to had be to like, go R. look, I mean, he tears people apart. You exactly. Know. Well, we saw what happened when they stuck him with PG right. uh, thirteen with uh, on <laughs> the end of Wolverine Aldrin's. Right. And so, I, I would honestly, as a as a moviegoer, because I don't like seeing them try to figure out like, well, how could I do this scene and keep it PG thirteen? But it, again, I think it comes down to what kind of story they're trying to tell with the Suicide Squad. Right. Does it need to be? an R-rated story, or can it be, is it going to be one of those, you know, because Suicide Squad, right, it's based around villains who are trying to do good, right? Right. So, well, you know, is this, it a redeeming is, thing? Is right, it, and is this, it, you this know. goes back to, you know, our main point that we're story people. Mm-hmm. And so, if, I'm okay with whatever rating anything gets. I don't care sure. if it gets a G or a NC-17 or an X, whatever, I don't care, as long as content drives the rating. Absolutely. And rating does not drive the content. Right. And they're not like, well, we could have told this film, you know, we could have told this story if we could have gotten our rating or right. if we thought we could have got the, I think today though, I think the difference between PG-13 and R is not as drastic as people think. I no, think it's not. Because of the way where video game ratings are, where kids are these days and how desensitized they are to violence, I honestly do not think 
that the adults that are going to go see this film and the kids that are inevitably going to see this film are going to scoff if it's PG-13 or right at all. Yeah, so the, I think it comes back down to the story. And also the way that, that filmmakers like, say, Kevin Smith yeah. and, and uh, you know, the uh, Stone and Parker from South Park and right. and, and uh, um, the guy who did the Hangover movies. Um, I can't remember his name now. Like, uh, Phillips. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way that they're fighting back against the stigma of an NC-17 rating. Right. Um, I think shortly we're going to get, just as there are, you know, how PG-13 kind of became the mainstream. Right. Whereas when it started and it was, you know, Indiana Jones is a Temple of Doom and Gremlins, you know, it was kind of like the, the outlier. Well, now I, I think we're going to start getting more and more NC-17s. Um, not in, I mean, obviously not in superhero movies, but no. I'm like in, in cinema in general. I think it's going to be more acceptable to have those ratings. Yeah, and it's going to be more acceptable, but at the same time, I find it really, I find it really interesting that um, nobody seems to care anymore about. We have things like, uh, for example, Game of Thrones. Right. You know, we have things on on television that kids could easily access. That you know, in Game of Thrones, we have beheadings, rape. Uh, um, you know, mutilation, incest. We have all of these things and it's just like, well, if you pay for a subscription, your child could watch it. You know, it's like, I, I just don't think it matters that much anymore. But when it comes to the movies, granted, there's that, there's that point of sale that there's a ticket sale. And so I, I think that's with the suicide, su- suicide squad. I can see why they're going with PG 13. Cause they're like, we're not going to go past that right. right now. Maybe with the sequel. Yeah. Depends. You know what I mean? So I think I think that's interesting, man. I mean, it's not like it, it would be like Batman coming out right now and going and going radar. That would alienate a good portion of the fan base, right? But when we saw it, they were able to get away with PG thirteen in that whole in the whole Nolan trilogy, exactly. So, so um, yeah, so that's it for for the the movie news. Uh, I, I'm going to let you take the reins on this next one because you're uh, you're all excited. Look, man. I mean, Fallout. Right? Is that where we're at? Yeah. Okay, so Fallout. And I think we could skip the merch ones because we already touched on that totally. earlier. Um, so let's talk about Fallout real quick. Fallout came out. It's gotten better reviews, of course, than 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 Battlefront. Not that right. that's any moniker because they're different games. But at the same time, uh, this is one that I'm actually really excited about. Yeah, you keep telling me I need to try this series. And the series is amazing. We've talked about it before. But I really would like to pick this up in December because this is the type of game where... If I if I get far enough in Swotor and I and I don't feel like I'm like oh I gotta do this, I could spend three four days three nights going through some of this and the well, customer. Well, it's just like when you played when Dragon Age uh, Inquisition Inquisition yeah. came out, you would do that. And I did the same thing. And and the thing about Fallout that I'm excited about Fallout Four is that the customization. It's the idea of being able to customize your weapons and armor and stuff a little bit more and diving down more into that uh, that rabbit hole of like. You know, there's some story there, but like, oh man, uh, what kind of stats can I get on this weapon? You know, and that kind of thing. And I, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, the ratings are great, 88 out of 100 on PC Gamer. So we have that link in the show notes as well. And I, I, I would, I'm, I'm purposefully, purposely not reading too much about Fallout 4 because I know I want it. But if I get too excited about it, I'm gonna want to buy it, and I'm just gonna wait until December. But cool. 
I'm excited about the release. So, should we talk about this other one? That's yeah, yours. And actually, you know, this this actually next piece of information, it's our, it's our last bit of news. Um, in and of itself, I don't think is all that important. But no. I like what it signifies. Right. Right. And what it is, is if you followed our episodes the last month or so, we've kind of been following the, the story of the little game that could. <laughs> um, Friday the 13th, the video game, which is an interesting you know, property to, to base a game around. Totally. Um, but they, they've released some, some footage of the game. We, we've said that it started as a Kickstarter campaign. Um, it got picked up for, um, finally the, the Kickstarter got uh, fulfilled. So they're making the game. They've now released some game footage instead of just the, the trailer that we saw. But what I love about this is whether I'm actually going to ever play the game or not, I'm not quite <laughs> sure yet. But what I love about it is the idea that talented people outside of the gaming mainstream, the people that don't work for Bioware, the people that don't right. work for EA, the people that don't work for Blizzard, you know, any of those, through crowdfunding can possibly get, I mean, in this, I mean, in me, I'm not. It makes, it makes the dreamers. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> we are dreamers, but I mean, in me, I'm, I've never come close to ever thinking about it. Making a video game because that's not that skill set, but the Pretty fact that all I've ever wanted exactly. I mean, Marshall, <laughs> you know, originally was going to go to school for it, and right. and my my little brother Michael has had a dream about it. There's some people that I'm working with at school because one of the after school programs I do is is digital media, and right. so there's that that dream there. And it's like you know the idea that yeah, we still want people to go and get educated and everything, but still, it's sometimes hard to break into an industry you really love. Well, it is. And, I mean, as we're breaking into podcasting, it's the same sort of thing. You know, you want to do what you do and enjoy what you do and hope people like it. Well, this is giving one more vein, and this game is succeeding. Granted, it is a major property that's been around for 30 years. 40 years. Holy crap. A long time. Um, But it's the idea that these smaller companies can get this stuff made. And, and... And again, not super excited about Friday the 13th video game, but again, I'm with you. I I hope to one day, you know, contribute in some way, shape, or form to a video game. Because that's just something that I've always wanted to do. And I'm not a programmer. I'm not an artist. But the writing side, that's something I would love to do. Yeah, and you know what the funny... I'm an idea person. For the, I mean, story person when it comes to video games, right? That's the main reason why I like SWOTOR, because it is a story-based game. I mean, I never, I tried WoW once, I never really got into it. I mean, now that I know what the ideas of an MMO are, um, I do it, but I've always had the dream of there being, because I'm a, a big fan of immersive universes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we're getting games based on Harry Potter and stuff, but there are many TV properties that I think could be brilliant MMOs. Yeah. But they wouldn't be your typical fighting and go beat mobs MMOs. It's more of an immersive environment. Because can you imagine if there's an, a completely immersive MMO Springfield? Yeah. With every character that's ever been in every episode of, of Simpsons. And whenever there's a new episode, there's new content added every month or so. And you can create your own character that you become a, a person in Springfield. Or as somebody who's a huge fan of Law & Order. You have all the different things. You have Law & Order. You have... Criminal Intent, right, right. you've got SVU, you've got all well, the other and spinoffs, and they're all connected where you can go and you can choose to be a criminal, right. or you can choose to be a DA, or you can choose to be... A, there's these ideas for MMOs that I think would be very, very cool, but might not be able to get funded on a large basis. I'm with you, man. I, you know, and this is something that I think we'll have to come back to at some point, too, is this idea of, like, 
you know, should video games be like movies are now where you have to have millions of dollars, you know? There are a lot of little indie companies making Xbox Live Arcade games, making, uh, you know, games that are amazing, immersive, and, and telling a story for a smaller budget, you know? There are games like this that are getting funded on these, uh, you know, GoFundMes or whatever this was, or, or uh, Kickstarters. Right, crowdfunding. Uh, crowdfunding, and, you know, and making it happen. You know what I mean? So, you know, will we be able to tell a story one day? I like to think so. Yeah. So, Bottom line, don't stop dreaming. Well, now we're getting uplifting. <laughs> and with those vocals... <laughs> Should we do our drawing or do our outro first? Let's do uh, our let's, drawing. Let's do our drawing first. All right. So here we are, two hours into our show. Uh, we have eligible for our Patreon drawing for episode forty, and I and I and I want to say thank you to these uh, folks. Most of them have been with us since nearly the beginning. Yeah, we've we've got some great fans, and these guys have given us a buck or two an episode for a long time. You know, months. Yeah, you make it possible to, to host our website and to host our podcast and to basically do those two things. And do all <laughs> Well, there are other things. No, there are. There are beer. There's beer involved. There's beer involved. <laughs> I'm joking. We don't use your money for beer. We definitely are hoarding it right now for uh, Comic-Con. So we want to thank all of you. And we did add John Skeen to this, uh, this list of patrons right. because he has sent us... Amazing merchandise. Yes. Uh, you know, the posters signed by... Um, Stuart Sager. Stuart Sager. And... Beer. Beer. <laughs> and did I mention he sent us beer? Beer. And then we also have our six patrons. We have Devin, Jesse, Paul, uh, Andreas, Dan, and uh, Atheowas. How's that? At Ohioas? Yeah, it's at Ohioas. Can I... Okay. Redo. At Ohioas. Okay. So I want to say thanks to all of you, and we're gonna figure out something for those of you that 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 stay patrons. We might we might jump up our uh, we might we might change our milestones a little bit. Yeah, you know, especially when we get closer to our our year show. Uh, if we I mean, have, we're gonna be doing some stuff for a year regardless. Yeah, we're gonna be doing that no matter what. But I, I want to get you guys more involved because, and I really appreciate all that you've done. So you know, a buck or two goes a long way. So we really do appreciate it. Yes. So. Drum roll. So the winner, the winner of this episode 40 drawing for a Star Wars The Old Republic hypercrate is Dan. Dan the man. Dan, thank you for your patronage. You will be contacted post haste. In fact, could you just tweet me? Nice, from Wisconsin. Awesome. Could you do me a favor, Dan, and just tweet me? Because I have a hard time reaching out to people because I forget. Yes, and he does. I've never given any of you the uh, packs that you've deserved. Dan, please tweet him. And if you don't tweet him, tweet me. <laughs> because who knows? He might fall asleep and fall at the bottom of an elevator shaft. Anyway, congratulations, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. You are the winner of our episode 40 Hypercrate. And you are, in fact, the man. So? So, that is it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. 
Find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us more positive ratings. We like that. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. And of course, as Dan knows, Patreon.com slash usual podcast will win you a hypercrate, maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Anything else, my friend? Nope, that's it. All right. We'll see you all next week.